1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCoursey here with Andrew Morgans who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi Andrew. What's up? How you doing? Doing well. Good, good. Well welcome back. You've been a regular player here on the show and we're going to talk about some uh, cool Amazon stuff and give some uh, amazing advice as usual. But First, you actually got to just experience a Startup Hustle success story. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps. It was a good one. I know, I know. So first off, Jake Cassis, uh, or I don't know how to say your name, Jake. But first off, man, thank you for all of your listening and support. But I'm going to share your story. Uh, you did just uh, send a note through the startuphustle.xyz website. You mentioned finding the website, becoming a listener. Thanks again for that. But you had uh, listened to a particular episode and reached out to the guest and now you work there. So whoop, whoop, I consider us purveyors of employment across America now. What do you think, Andrew?
0: I think it's amazing. Anytime you inspire someone or change their perspective about
1: where they are in life, it's a good feeling yeah, we're just kind of sitting here talking about stuff. So anybody, any of you that can get something out of that, congratulations. Um, on another note too, we just, just, you guys as listeners just absolutely destroyed our download record. Um, I guess releasing all four parts of the million dollar bedroom series probably didn't hurt, but thanks again for being out there folks. Um, so Jake, you have, you have a great, success story. We've had some other uh, interesting ones as well. We have a listener in Russia who has been using the podcast to learn how to speak English. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, we've had some other folks, some of the other more notables. uh, you know, We've got a a guy that runs a chicken hustle. Have you seen any of those, Andrew? Mm, I have not. He's uh, done some uh, live streaming and video of, uh, you know, he's a developer by day and a chicken hustler by night. So, uh, we've got another, uh, another guy who's, uh, uh, Sinue. What's up, dude? Um, his business has taken off. He runs a drone business out, uh, uh, out in SoCal. So they, uh, uh, he's an admin on the startup hustle Facebook chat. So thank you, Sinue, for approving all of those new guests. And speaking of guests, Andrew, you're back. Yeah, let's find some more. Yeah, what are we talking about today, man? I know it's about Amazon, so I guess they're still in business. They're still in business. Shocking. Putting out new stuff every day. Okay. I uh, I made two purchases yesterday on Amazon. I bought some uh, shoe racks. This is how bad my shoe problem is, dude. I bought six shoe racks that hold 16 pairs of
0: Okay, let me do a little bit of information gathering because I do this every time someone tells me they ordered something. What
1: What'd you search to find it? Well, here's the thing. I reordered because I already have four of them.
0: Dang, that doesn't help me. Yeah.
1: Yes, I have 160 pairs of shoes. That's
0: bad. Maybe someday they'll come in handy.
1: Yeah, well, I wear them every day, so they come in handy a lot. But, yeah, as far as uh, I am a sneakerhead and I am – my biggest problem with that is where the frick do you put them all? So
0: if you have an addiction, as far as addictions go, I don't think that's the worst one to have.
1: But we can talk about what I searched (laughs) to find it the first time, because like I said, uh, a lot of, a lot of purchasing starts with the need to solve a problem. Does it not? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, so I had, you know, to picture my closet. So I consider myself, I believe that I may be one of the, I may be the leading collector in the world of gold tennis shoes or sneakers. I, well, I don't know if I'm in the world, but I'm in the top 20 without a doubt. Um, So I have about 50 pairs of gold shoes. I've given them away. Matt Watson's addicted. He's got 15 pairs. Um, But with that, man, my closets, and but here's the thing I've got about 100 other pairs of shoes. So I had, there were shoes everywhere. I need to get organized. So I started by searching. Sneaker storage and shoe racks and stuff like that. And honestly, it took me a really long time to find a product that i that I liked or wanted, and it's because their listings were crappy. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me enough information and they were a size thirteen, so I was a little concerned that the shoes themselves wouldn't fit in. so, you know, in regards to, you know, that I think you're going to offer some insight today on, uh, what is it, uh, how to create your product page or.
0: Yeah, no. So we, we talked about product pages earlier today, just a private discussion, but what I'd really like this podcast to be about is how to position your brand on Amazon Okay, For, for anyone out there. That's not just reselling products or retail arbitrage, but that's looking to actually have a, that has a brand on Amazon is trying to position it the right way.
1: Okay. Why is that important?
0: Well, um in branding, especially in the digital space and Amazon being fifty percent of sales now um, it's it's super important to have your brand the same messaging, the same whether you're interacting with your customers, uh, the same visuals from Amazon to your website to social media to YouTube, wherever you're living with your brand um, having that cohesiveness and I think that a lot of brands drop the ball whenever they get to Amazon
1: okay, and you. Happen to know a few things about this. Why? Well,
0: I own a company called Marknology. Thanks for the plug. Um, We're an Amazon brand accelerator. Marknology.com. And uh, what we do is we help brands get their foothold, get control of their brand on Amazon. A lot of them have lost control. It's not even just launching them it's and getting there for the first time. It's that they've had resellers or distributors or brick and mortars put up their products as their brand on Amazon. And now it's just a mess. Uh, and so we kind of come in and help them
1: regain control of their brand. So if I lose control of my respect the hustle brand, that would mean that 20 different people are reselling it. They're not, it's not, uh, it's not. It's not a product and a line and a trademark that's under my control. Correct. Okay. And so
0: even if you have the trademark, maybe you're not policing it. Maybe there's not someone actively uh, checking your content. For the most part, usually it's a distributor comes to the brand XYZ and they're like, hey, we would love to put your products up on Amazon. Or maybe they don't ask for permission. Uh, and the brand is like, sure, like, please put us up there. The distributor puts their products up there. Uh, But what happens when images start changing and copy needs updated, uh, if they've switched out products or evolved the brand a bit and uh, not covering the advertising space on their brand name and uh, possibly
1: violating things related to pricing or territory or exactly multiply
0: that problem across 10 or 15
1: distributors, maybe. And you
0: have you have content and listings for your brand, the way your brand's
1: being uh, displayed.
0: That's all over the place.
1: Right. I ran into, you know, when I worked in the music industry, there was a lot of issues and debate related to that because some of some products are uh, dealerships and distribution or uh, territories. You right. Know, and, and the Internet changed a lot of that it kind of tore down those walls and freaked a lot of people out. And then there's also for the general purpose of, ha- you know, keeping and maintaining a margin map. Which is known as minim- minimal advertised price. Correct. And so I would imagine that's also an issue. Am I mm-hmm. correct? It
0: is. And it, it can get really complicated real fast. You know, uh, maybe they had a, a vendor or a wholesale relationship with Amazon themselves, and Amazon's not sticking to that map pricing. And so they want, to be able to get control again of that price and that's so another is, way that we So is help. that
1: often the first thing that needs to occur when when positioning your brand properly is actually grabbing the reins and I truly believe like that it is
0: and that's that's the at least the conversation I'm living on a day-to-day basis with the brands that are reaching out to me is hey this is what we were doing on Amazon is what we've been doing and we really want to be here and it has to do with well, I'm like, in order to do these things that you want, we need to get control of your brand. And that means be selling as the brand, get brand registry and your trademark approved. Maybe it's getting brand gated. Maybe it's
1: uh, brand gated. Brand
0: gated. That um, that's the like uh, the sentence of death for any reseller, or someone that's like flipping products um, on Amazon. But that's where uh, a brand that you want to sell has a gate on the brand. And that simply means that they have to let people in or out to sell the brand. Mm. Um, and so you officially register with Amazon through some, some methods. Uh, and it's not always, doesn't so always So you could go get brand
1: gated out of your own brand?
0: No. Um, but a brand could gate themselves to keep other people from selling their products. Okay. Uh, so you would have to be the brand to get that.
1: Okay. So when I see stuff like, you know, XYZ product and it says from Apple. That's not always from Apple, is it? Or maybe Apple, maybe it is for Apple, but in a lot of stuff, it's not, right?
0: Right, correct. So there's like multiple places on a product page where you can kind of see who's selling or who's shipping or who the brand is. So it could be Apple at the top that's showing you it's an Apple product, and then it could be um, shipped and sold by you know, JJJ's technology company and fulfilled by Amazon. So you're seeing three different companies on that one product page, um, but it's an Apple product. JJJ's is the one selling it and Amazon's the one shipping it.
1: Okay, so let's say I get control of my brand. All right, and I'm all hooked up. Is that a hard, is that tough? Is that hard to do?
0: Yeah, it can be hard to do. Um, a lot of times because these brands haven't made agreements. With their distributors, not to be selling on the marketplace, right? Um, And so, anytime you're cutting off sales with those distributors, you're cutting off sales of your business. So it's 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 risky. It's not risky in the fact that you know we know what we're doing. It's risky in the fact that uh, the brand is uncomfortable in this space in general. That's why they're reaching out for help.
1: Well, you say it's risky, but at the same time, all right. So when I worked, so I used to work for Roland uh, Musical Instruments, and. You know, the dream that always existed there was being able to sell something at a retail price. Right. So, in some regards, I would think that, that uh, improving the stream of distribution and recapturing the margin can be valuable.
0: Thank you for bringing that up because yeah. that's the number one conversation is, um, is it? They're, well, they're selling to, this is what they don't even think about. They're selling to a distributor or a reseller at 50% yep. margin and they're selling to them, and they're not getting the work done that they want, probably not the advertising spend on the platform that they want, um, not touching the customers like they want, which is, I think, very important. Uh, but what you can get with immediately going to Amazon is a 20 to. 35% increase in margin. Right. By selling directly to the customers yourself and um, you know you're selling at retail price and Amazon's taking maybe 15% which brings you down to 85 or maybe they're taking 30% if you're using FBA and everything you're still at a 70% margin compared to that, a 50% that's margin. That's
1: crazy. That up to 30% unfulfilled by FBA equals fulfilled by Amazon Correct. which means you send them a bunch of shit and when it sells they deal with Delivering it, but I guess having someone come drop it off today isn't free.
0: No, and can compare that same relationship to a distributor that helps you sell it, or Amazon that helps you sell it. Yeah. And Amazon's getting it at seventy percent margin, and the distributor's getting it at well. 50% some products margin.
1: too are way more than a fifty percent margin. I Correct. They're not just like exactly fifty you percent. Know,
0: I just mean like like if you are selling, like in general, if you are selling to Amazon Direct, they've reached out to you, and let's say you are selling a product uh, for twenty dollars. They're going to want to buy it from you at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they don't go much higher than that.
1: Okay. So now I lock down my brand and I, all right, what's next? Because part of, part of this, the creation of, of positioning your brand and all that has to also involve like actually presenting what you're selling in a super pro way.
0: Yeah. So I think there's two things left. There's, um, the way that our product pages and our storefront looks, which we should chat about. And then there's the way, um, the branding thoughts outside of just the platform itself and what are other ways with your products that, uh, your customers are coming in contact with your brand. So what's included in the product packaging, what's in the email follow-up series, uh, what are some other ways that we're touching them without just, um, the product page that they're landing on. So within the product page that we're talking about, the way that they're coming in contact with it, we have storefronts, Amazon branded storefronts, and we have enhanced brand content pages. So with those, you the way you get access to those is by having um, a trademark and registering with Amazon for brand registry 2.0. You register with them, they approve you as a brand, uh, and then you have the ability to make changes to your listings and be the only one to do that. And then you get a couple other perks. So, those perks would be the storefront, which you can make look like your website. So, if someone clicks on your brand on Amazon, it comes to this landing page. It's not fully customizable, but you can very much, very closely make it look like uh, your website that you might have with all of your products there. It's a great look. And then the enhanced brand content pages for anyone listening out there, uh, you can search it by EBC pages on Google and get an idea of what we're talking about. But these are like pretty uh, infographic pages that go in the description area of your listing. And it's really a spot where you can hit home, Tell your brand story, uh, talk about why your products are better or the value that you're providing with your product. And there's even some features like um, cross selling between your products. So you can have a comparison guide. Like let's say you have something that's like 12 inches, 24 inches, and then like a premium. And you're like talking about not only is the length longer, but like this one we upgrade the steel and uh, that kind of thing. You're you can point out all those features. And instead of someone having to leave to go find your other products, they can be like, oh, let me click on this one. And it brings them to that product
1: page I hired you like five minutes ago because that's a lot yeah and I, I apologize but it's, no it's- no I mean I think that it's a really yeah all right so those that are that tuned into this episode either just listen to every episode and thank you if you do or they found it related to you know the search for the topic and um, I think everyone. It, okay, first off, because we did, we actually worked together a little bit with with a couple clients about getting them on Amazon, and mm-hmm. these are people that had hired me as a consultant. And I said, you know what, you need to talk to Andrew because he gets it. But you know there's a lot of stuff, man. And there's, there's a reason why so many people hire you to do this because my God, figuring everything out that you just rolled through, getting it right, going through the bumps and bruises and making sure that you don't accidentally hose yourself. uh, Yeah, it's worth it right there. Yeah. Um, You know, one of the things that we were talking about in the million dollar bedroom series was a, a million dollar lesson. And that, that book has, has those peppered throughout, but it talks about the value of hiring an expert because the learning, you can't be, you can't become an expert at everything. You can't do everything yourself. And, um, you know, being able, and that's why you refer to yourself as your business, Marknology as a brand accelerator, because it does like you can, you're going to do this in a fraction of the time. Everything I just said
0: today, even if we didn't drive another dollar in sales for them, is very valuable to it. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I did that. My like my my listings for my book on Amazon. I'm gonna actually need your help because they've just gone garbage. Like I just they, they need help. And uh, you know the and part of it is my lack of time and ability to mm-hmm. figure some of that out. And I think there's just so much stuff that like I didn't even probably don't even realize it's possible. That's like, correct. Like, I'm working with uh, an author right now. Good. Is his name Matt DeCourcy? No,
0: the book, you guys should look it up online. It uh, helps kids learn uh, math. It's off kilter
1: Matilda. She's a local Kansas City entrepreneur, pretty cool lady. I might use that just for myself. could use some help. According to Matt Watson, there's new math and old math. There is. I don't actually. understand how that's even possible. Don't numbers still add up to the same? I, I'm curious now. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so I think I'm going like, to figure this out. Um, at some point, but I'm not sure when. So okay, so what what am I doing next? Like what's the next I thing think that, that I gotta go through here?
0: Yeah, the one major touch point that brands could could learn from would be uh implementing a branded touch through their email follow-up on Amazon. So if a customer gets an order, Having a having an email follow up that's not just asking for a review are those and not the just, ones
1: that say how do you like this product?
0: Yeah, think that, but think like providing value to them. Think like a brand and not just like someone trying to to drive money. Right? Tell and,
1: us why we suck.
0: Yes. Tell yeah. us. Tell us why we suck. Include an ebook. Include instructions on how to wear those suspenders. Include uh, instructions on how to use the product in a cool way. Like you know whatever Did the you product. Have a client
1: is. that had to tell their users how to. Wear suspenders.
0: I suggested that we should stylize the best way some different looks with these.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Um, I don't want to know you if you don't know how to wear suspenders. That's fair.
0: They know how to wear them. These are like the button, the button down, the high end ones that like you can switch out parts and interesting. Yeah.
1: I didn't realize that suspenders had accessories. There's uh, the The $80
0: suspenders. I'm going to
1: probably go check this out. I don't think they come in gold, but do they have Supreme made any yet? I don't know we're going to find out after the podcast. All right. So, all right. So now we're rolling. We've created all this stuff. What, what happens next? Well,
0: it's, it's not just like getting, um, everything set up the way it should be, but continuing to maintain it. If you're going to add products to your storefront, you're going to continue to add products to Amazon. Then your storefront needs to be updated. Uh, if you're launching new products and you've got product packaging or or materials going in with your products, when you ship them out, Think about, and this is common e com- commerce stuff, just thinking about it on Amazon in a new way that a lot of brands don't is when they get my box inside of this Amazon Prime box, what's the experience? Right. You know, uh, what's an experience, and how do I make them a customer that stays with me, um, you know, maybe for the lifetime of the customer?
1: Have you ever seen that movie where Robert De Niro is the intern? I think it's called the intern. No. He's like 70 and he's a widower and he's just trying to stay busy. Relearn. And after a very prof- uh, long history of professional success, he becomes an intern at an e commerce company. But um, I can't remember the girl's name that's in it. She's really famous, but she's the founder of the company and she orders her own products to open the package and see what it's like That's when, brand. when that comes brandy. up. She's like, yeah. so I want to see what it's like. And you know, she's in the movie, she's opening it and it's a total mess. And she's like, this isn't the experience that we want when someone opens it. I want you to be excited about what you're going to get, not be like, oh God, this is a crumpled mess. Um, I've kind of gone through that. I'm kind of working on that myself because I'm getting ready to do a promotional mailer with my book in it. And, uh, it's just kind of an intro to some different people in the region that uh, I'd like to introduce full scale to and ourselves. And, and I'm, I'm actually this afternoon, we'll be doing some similar type testing to see what it's like, like, and it's goofy little things, people like figuring out exactly how you're going to position a, a card or a letter in an envelope. Right like not making someone open an envelope and then have to flip the card around or just different things. And, and it's, it's got to wow a little bit and it's got to, I always say you got to look like you're in the business that you say you're in. Well, the same thing goes if you're shipping a product.
0: Right. And I, I think that I, lo- I love this conversation because a lot of my conversations with Amazon people, I say Amazon people, Amazon clients, brands, anyone needing help on Amazon is.
1: I, were those really big Amazon people? or are those like nine nah, tall people? no but, uh,
0: and they're not women, but, uh, so the thing, the conversation they want to have is direct, like direct ROI. I want to sell this. I want to put this product up, sell it. And then like, what are we looking at the numbers? Anything that doesn't add value immediately to those sales, they're not necessarily interested in. And that's why I like working with brands instead of just sellers is because we get to think creatively about all these things. How do we use our Amazon sales to grow social media? And are we thinking about our, uh, our experience when the customer gets the product Um, and those kind of touches like you're talking about where you're like, are they having to flip the envelope? And these are the kind of branding ideas um, that aren't directly ROI, even though overall they do help with conversion rates and all of that. Um, But it's really what it takes to be positioned well on Amazon.
1: You know, and this isn't necessarily related to Amazon, but you know, my new Apple watch arrived yesterday. And I'm always just amazed at how easy Apple makes it to set up a new product. It's like, put it next to your phone, wait two minutes, and now it's set up. And if you think about how many returns, frustration, and everything that probably saves them, uh, not to mention calls, emails, and people bitching, like, It's worth the effort. Right. It really is. Um, And it's the same thing too, like with getting things out quickly, you know, like no one wants to wait forever to get something. You're excited. You bought it. You don't want it 11 days later. Right. Okay. So now, Am I allowed to ask how long it takes to do everything that you were just talking about? Because that's a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's
0: a process, and that's why like we typically work on a retainer basis, like because we become a partner, we become your extension of your team in general because it's an ongoing process. There's some right. things we can get done in a couple of weeks. Cool, we've got your brand registered. We've got some of those things going on. Brand gating can take eight to twelve weeks if we're sending off a letter. Um, you know, improving listings is meticulous work uh you know getting sometimes we have to schedule photo shoots if the brand doesn't have it um but it's trying to take everything to the next level so that when people are comparing you versus the other three brands that are close to you on amazon they're just like wow if they take attention uh to detail like in their photography and their content and their branded content then this must be a great product they've also gave attention to their products
1: we talked about that we actually did a, a little uh sampler together with our team And Cebu are creative folks about um, creating better or enhanced images, and the uh, uh, value of that is high. Dude, I buy stuff all the time because, like, if you have one image, like, I want to, I might want to see it from a different angle. I want to have a better idea of like this mixing board that we're using right now at the podcast. I had a different one picked out, but it only had two images. And I really wanted to see a couple things about it that were important to me. And I ended up buying this one instead because it had a whole bunch of images and it had a much better, like, it gave me a lot more insight as far as what I was dealing with because I didn't want to compete with, well, I wanted to fit it in a specific space and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're going to show it something that has a zillion things and places to plug in, you should show me all the angles. Right. And to me,
0: it's like uh, if they, they're not paying attention to this channel if they're going with the bare minimum to get it done. And so how long has it been since it's been updated? How long is it as accurate as it still was whenever they put the listings up? Um, you know, if they're not thinking about me as a customer and the way I'm experiencing their product there, are they caring about me as a
1: customer on the other level?
0: That's right. what I think. And maybe I think too much, uh, but I feel like that's why you need to go above and beyond. on so, the platform.
1: So in a, in a semi bulleted kind of way, what are three things you, and I know we talked about a lot of this, but what are three things you absolutely have to avoid when it comes to your brand? your brand's positioning and presence. Is let letting other people besides your company
0: be in charge of your the content on your listings. Okay. So by not having brand registry, you're you're in the wind uh and you and you don't know who's out there. Is the second one would be to know who's selling your product so you can at least have conversations with them. If you are going to work through resellers or distributors, uh, you can't have them being dictating how your your brand's being portrayed on Amazon. So and serviced, yeah. Have yeah. conversations with them about how they're interacting with your customers when there is a bad review. How what they're spending on advertising to protect your brand space and that advertising space. I have a lot of brands that the first conversation I have with them is I'm like, let's search your name on Amazon, right. and it'll come up, and it's another brand doubling yeah. down on their on their brand spacing, and then uh, the third one to think that it's not important. Because uh, the, the worst thing you can do is to not think that it's important, even if you're not there yet. Because there's a smaller company that has the time and is focusing on Amazon that's going to make their little brand uh, look sharp. Uh, and they're going to steal sales from you.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, I kind of just described that. I mean, there's certain things, too. Like, you go back and talk about buying shoe racks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not like there's a, there's a, it's not like there's a Kleenex. Of shoe racks, you know, right. a name brand that you're like, this, I, this is what I turned to immediately. Um, you know, and, and therefore, however, how it looks and how it's shown now, it's funny because that the, and shoe, the, reviews. the shoe racks actually were out of the norm because it actually had a lot of people, they were either five star or one star mm-hmm. because it was, they, you could build them in the shapes and forms that you wanted. You could make it a four by four or a two by eight or whatever. And that's what I wanted, mm-hmm. but certain people were, and they, they weren't super fast to build because you had to build them square by square. So some people weren't happy about that. They didn't want to mess around with that. I was cool with that. So I, I was, I was more of a five star person. Um, so that brand
0: should have a video showing exactly what it takes to build one. And then the people that wanted something easy would watch that video, not buy the product and not leave a negative review.
1: Right. Right. But that would take like a whole half a day. Maybe an
0: infographic, you know, just get someone a full scale and
1: you're good to go. I think that they did have something similar to that. Like I, you know, you look at certain things in a picture, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. It's also sometimes generates a thousand questions like draw things to scale. And like, I remember, I think with this one, it had little arrows that like showed like, Hey, this is how big this is. And, you know, made it a little easier for old people like me.
0: You want to get real extra, a little bit of, uh, uh, an advanced pro tip. I I do. I do. Okay. It would be, um, staging your questions on your listing. Okay, so you can have people, anybody you want, ask a question on a listing. So you ask a baited question that you want asked so that you can answer it thoughtfully and answer that question for the customers. So you could come up with your 10 or 15 FAQs for that product, ask the questions, and then give your chance to give a pro answer.
1: Sounds like something uh, in 2010. You remember Yahoo Answers? Yeah. So uh, one of our employees, this is when we were in the ticket business, he, uh, he, Asked a Yahoo answer of where's the best place to buy concert tickets. And then he actually answered it with our website and made it the best answer. So the Q and a on Amazon, we got like thousands of sales probably just from that. Like, I don't know if that was, that was the, the, uh, that's a way different approach than what you're saying. Like you're just wanting to position the most commonly and ask and valuable questions in a way that they're useful. Well, yes yes and no. We were gaming the system a little bit. Yes and
0: no. This is a kind of a gaming tip because it's actually the questions um, that are Google indexed. So you can ask a blog type of question. It will be Google indexed and you can see it come up. As one of the first results in that question, so so they follow that through to to your
1: product. Speaking of that, I was going to, I can't remember what it was a couple of weeks ago. I was going to buy something and I saw it had, I do definitely look at the reviews, like, and especially if there's a bunch of them, but then I opened up the listing and it had like 455 stars and nothing else. And I said, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that 450 people all left you a five-star review because that's impossible. So you know, I know that some of that occurs out there. I, I do. I uh, that there's been gaming, but Amazon
0: has been so hardcore about the reviews. Yeah, I've read lately. some stuff
1: about that. I uh, think they
0: brought in an outside company
1: that's just ruthless. I think it was. I re- I was reading something in the Wall Street Journal about about that and wanting to get control over some of that.
0: Um, yeah, they they basically got rid of all of the ways that you could game the system at all. It's truly authentic reviews, and your listing will do better with less reviews than it used to have in the past. But there are products, like I'm going to bring up and brag on one of my clients. They've been on Shark Tank. Uh, They're called Guardian Bikes. They were the Sure Stop Brake System, and I helped them on Amazon. And uh, they have a bike that's like uh, 4.8 stars. It's not quite five stars, but man, their reviews are just like, makes my job so much easier when the product's good. Yeah, so uh, they really are, like, I promise you those are all authentic reviews,
1: and they're killing it. I mean, I left them all myself, so yeah. I know they're authentic. No doubt. But, you know, it's really funny. I am, like, uh, I never leave reviews. I actually believe that the internet, that reviews are 90% bullshit in most yeah. cases. Like, Depending on your experience. If, if they're good, they're, I, I kind of just default to if they're, okay, first off, if they're more than, like, two lines, then I definitely smell, it smells fishy. Because I don't think too many people really take a lot of time to do anything other than maybe click a, a, a star rating system or something like that. But, yeah, I always uh, um, give a little bit of uh, – uh, always, I'm always looking for a little bit of shade in there. So just seeing if it, if it smells fishy, it might be. Well, Andrew, if I want to uh, do business with you, uh, where do I find you? Uh, you can find me on marknology.com. M a r k n o l o g y
0: n o l o g y correct m a r k n o l o g y dot com or just
1: uh, Google Andrew Morgans. There's only like one of me, <laughs> so it's true because uh, it's there's an S on Morgans. Correct. When you say there's only one of me, is that is that in response to the plural spelling of your name? Uh, there's more than just one
0: Andrew Morgans, but not no one in the Amazon space, so it's pretty easy to find me.
1: I, you know, if there was more than one of me, I would, I, that would be, that could be a problem. Um, art and I know, so here we are, it's, uh, the end of September, 2018. Uh, for those listening in real time, are you doing some speaking and presentation that you are, are you, you're global entrepreneurship week, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, global entrepreneur week for anybody local, they just selected me for uh kind of this podcast topic, uh, how to mm-hmm. position your brand on Amazon. I'm also doing, uh, how to effectively storytell on social media. And, uh, I'm, I'm involved in a few Casey startup events. Uh, the next few months I'll be posting that on my social media. Uh, so if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or anything, I'll, I'll post my events there that I'm speaking. We'd love to meet any of you guys and have some
1: conversations after what's your handle on IG.
0: It is at Andrew Morgans.
1: Wow. That is incredibly intuitive. Made it easy. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't a lot of, when you add the S, I bet you didn't have to uh, have the competition. Yeah, I presented last year at Global Entrepreneur Week. Try to get the days in the beginning of the week. Everyone tapers off. I'll be surprised. Amazon's
0: kind of a hot subject. Uh, And even when I've had some of these smaller events,
1: um, you know, we're usually getting 30 or 40 people there. So uh, on the Friday, everyone's gone to several events and they start to fizzle. So I had recommended that. So one of my, uh, more in demand presentations is related to life balance and, uh, it goes around my book, balance okay. me. And I had a huge, uh, bunch of red registrants and, uh, so much that they moved me to a bigger room, but I was on the Friday session and like, I had a, Huge attendance on the, I think it was Tuesday or whatever, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it started dropping off. And I talked to the organizers and they're like, Yeah, you know, people, their eyes are bigger than their stomachs when they're signing up. So tell them you want to be up front. I know for
0: me as an entrepreneur, I went last year and uh, it was definitely easier at the beginning. Like my workload picked up because, like, of the times I was taken off to go to these events.
1: So, um, I was, I, it was crazy for me. I got sick about a few days before. So I was wondering if I was even going to be able to do my presentations because my voice was going and, uh, I managed to power through that. But man, I felt like crap. Um, but yeah, it went well. There's still some people that, um, I, there's definitely some people that i got to know if you're in kansas city go check it out I, they do most of this most of the stuff down at the plex pod yep that's where i'll be at yeah. um
0: it's i'll be on tuesday and wednesday well there you go you're right up front man yeah you're, you're gonna be my
1: opener i would love to be your
0: opener i, ha-
1: I haven't even looked into this yet i probably you should. have a lot of things going on oh man I'm going to get some of them figured out. You know, we're going to see if we can get Watson back in here before too long. He's going to come back and we're going to we we will have done like nine episodes because I'm super aggressive about wanting to get this. What did I say before we start? I said my goal is to produce so much quality podcast content that the entire listening listener base is never caught up binge watching i'm going to challenge everyone on that so anyway as long as we keep getting great and smart people in here like you then we will keep rocking so see you around folks we'll see you back next time andrew all right thanks for having me yep